0: It was about ten minutes away. He said he lived nearby, and he was right. I parked my Focus behind his little pickup truck and went up the walk to his door. He had an older, smaller house, but it was well-maintained and nicely decorated in an old English motif. I was thinking he probably had help decorating, but then I remembered he was gay, so I just chalked it up to the stereotypical genetics. I rang the bell, and a few seconds later the door opened. He'd been sitting near the door waiting, I could tell. I'd done that myself lots of times. Hey, come on in, he gestured with his hand. He was wearing a tight black polo shirt, open at the collar, and showing his tanned throat underneath. He was also wearing khaki shorts and a pair of well-worn tennis shoes. I stepped inside and looked around. I thought the outside had every indication of an overly manicured gay stylist, but the inside was completely the opposite. It may have been the most macho home I'd ever been in. The living room, where one would expect to find couches, recliners, and a TV, had been outfitted with every kind of exercise machine imaginable. It was better equipped than some small gyms I'd visited. He led me through to the kitchen, which had a big coffee pot, a microwave, and not much else. I guessed he didn't cook often. He showed me the bathroom which wasn't dirty exactly, but it sure wasn't spotless. As clean-cut and smooth as he was, I pictured him being neat and tidy at home, too. In reality, he was more of a typical single guy. "'Not what you were expecting?' he asked, seeming to read my mind. "'Actually, no. I didn't know how to continue without sounding rude. "'Remember, I'm a cop. "'I have work friends over sometimes.' It wouldn't go well if I had a pink shag carpet and lava lamps all over the place, he smiled. I see. I didn't really. I'd been out since I was a teenager, and the whole idea of hiding what you are didn't appeal to me. Then again, I knew cops and gay men weren't always compatible. It hadn't hit me before that Owen must have a tough life hiding who he was. I was a little turned off when I saw the inside of the house, but after thinking a moment, I think I understood and really felt for him. Well, unless you want to work out, he indicated all the equipment in the living room, let's go downstairs. I think you'll be more interested in what's down there. He opened a door that led to the stairs and we went down. The basement looked typical as well. There was a pool table, a computer desk in the corner, a large boombox-style CD player sitting atop a mini-fridge, and a round table that looked like people played cards there. Really, nothing special. I looked at Owen expectantly, my eyes saying, Huh? He smiled and walked to the closet door under the steps and opened it. Inside was a normal closet, but there was another door in the back. He opened that one and motioned for me to go on in. I walked through the pass-through closet and looked at the room beyond. From the pool table room, you would never know this was here. It was clearly his dungeon. Oh. My. God. As I said, I'm not totally new to the BDSM life, and even if I didn't partake regularly, I have explored the stuff on the Internet. There were some things that I couldn't identify, so Owen explained it all to me. There was a St. Andrew's cross, a great big X shape that you could tie or chain or otherwise strap someone on There was a big wooden rectangle that must have been eight feet square and had a dozen metal eyebolts coming out of it, conveniently arranged for all kinds of immobilizing and suspension ties. There was a waist-high long wooden table with holes drilled into it for tying someone down. Up in the rafters, I saw an electric winch.